Hello and welcome to season 2 of Mythical Storytelling by Shinjan. I'm your host and storyteller Shinjan. As regular listeners to my podcast know, I've always been fascinated by myths and legends from across the world. So if you like me are interested in them, then this is the right podcast for you. In season 1, I focused on Greco-Roman mythology. In this season, I'm bringing you stories, legends and myths from the Norse mythology. So without further ado, let's start this episode of Mythical Storytelling. In this episode, I will talk about the various aspects of Norwegian mythology so that we are ready to take on the last part or the big finale of the Norwegian adventure. So, in this episode, I will touch upon a few different things that are not really story in itself, but it's important to know what they represent or who they are so to start with uh, let's talk about the forces of nature or aegir now while the aesir as major deities given all the forces of nature and strove to direct them in the interest of mankind almost every natural force or element had its own indwelling divinity this divinity a kind of personification of the natural force or element itself was able to set those forces in motion but unable to determine their activities wholly thus nyod governed the winds and guided their course but he was not their prime mover that function was fulfilled by the giant rasvel who sitting in the guise of an eagle at the northern confines of the heavens produced the winds by beating his wings so long as the rude powers of nature are left to themselves their activities are rather harmful than beneficent for which reason it is no wonder that our fathers commonly regarded these elementary divinities as giants for it was distinctly characteristic of the giants that they were seldom on good terms with the aesir and that they constantly had to be kept in subjection the most powerful of these lesser divinities were fjordjot and skin fjordjot according to story had 3 sons Ler, Logi, and Kari. Ler ruled the sea, Logi ruled the fire, and Kari ruled the wind. Kari's son was named Jokul or Frosty. Frosty's son was named Sonjo, and Sonjo in turn had four children: Thori, Fon, Drifa, and Mjoll. Fjornjot was no doubt originally a name for a giant. He was probably to be identified with the primordial giant Ymir. Kari on the other hand literally means wind and Logi means flame. Jokul means icicle. Frosty, you guessed it right, means frost. Snow means snow. Thori means black frost. Fawn, perennial snowbank. Drifa, snowdrift. And Mjoll, fine driving snow. These names themselves thus indicate what these divinities represented. Perhaps the more remarkable of them all was Ler, god of the sea. He was also indeed usually called Aegir, and by reason of the similarity in names, Snorri fixes his abode on the island of Leso in the Kattegat. At first, he was no friend of the Aesir. Thor, however, intimidating him with his piercing eyes constrained him to give a banquet for the gods each winter in his own hall later 
he in turn paid visits to the Aesir, who received him in a friendly manner. His banquets were in very truth merrymakings, at which ale flowed of its own accord. His hall was lighted by gleaming gold instead of candles. His brisk serving men, Eldir and Fimafeng, ministered to the guests. Yet now and again, Aegir's evil nature got the upper hand. After all, he was a giant. Now, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you already know the story of Aegir, Skettle and Thor, which I recited in episode 5 of this season. And the episode was titled Adventures of Thor, Chapter 1. So I'm not going to go into detail about this, but move on to the next divinity, Night and Day. The divinities of day and of night were also of giant race. The giant Norvi had a daughter by the name of Nott, or Night, who was dark and swarthy like the rest of her kindred. She was first wedded to Nagalfari, with whom she had a son named Aud, later to Anar, with whom she had a daughter named Yod, who became the wife of Odin, and finally to Deling, of the race of the Aesir, with whom she had a son named Dag, or Day, who was bright and fair like his father's family. The All-Father took night and a Sunday, gave them two horses and two wains, and stationed them aloft in the heavens, where they were to ride around the earth in alternating courses of twelve hours each. Night drives the horse, known as Remfaxi, and each morning the fields are bedewed with froth that drips from his bit. This horse is also called Fjorsvartnir. Day, on the other hand, drives the horse Skinfaxi, which means the horse with the shining mane. This meant that the earth and sky sparkle with the light from his mane. Now before we carry on, don't forget to check out Instacart to receive fresh local groceries delivered right to your doorstep in as little as one hour. Instacart gives you a limited grocery deliveries for one low monthly fee and to receive free delivery on your first order of over $35 and to support the show, sign up to Instacart using the link in the show description. Also, if you like my podcast, you can now show your appreciation by buying me a coffee. You can do that by simply going to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Shinjanbi. This link is also available in the episode description. Thank you so much. Right, let's carry on with the story now. Far down beneath the root of Yggdrasil, in the darkest and coldest Nilfheim, lies the fearful domain of Hel, daughter of Loki and the giantess Angorboda. One half of her body has a livid tinge and the other half the hue of human flesh. She is harsh and cruel, greedy for prey and tenacious of those who have once fallen under her rule. The dark deep values surrounding her kingdom are called Hellways. To go thither men must cross the river Yol, spanned by the bridge of Yol, which is paved with gold. Lofty walls enclose her dwelling place, and the gate that opens upon it is called Hellgate. Her hall is known as Eljodnir, her dish or porringer as hunger, her knife as famine her born man and born maid, as Ganglati and Gangled, both words meaning tardy. Her threshold, as sinking to destruction, 
her couch as sickbed, the curtains of her bed as glimmering mischance, her huge band dog, Garm, is bloody of chest and muzzle, her sooty-eyed cock crows to herald the fall of the universe. In the midst of Nelfheim stands the well Vergelmir, beside which lies the serpent Nidhogg. The brinks of Vergelmir are called Nastrand, or the strand of corpses. Here is the most forbidding spot in Nelfheim. All who did not fall in battle were said to go to hell, but the general belief seems nevertheless to have been that only the wicked found their way there. Another one of Loki's famous or infamous children was called Jormungand. Jormungand was a hideous, venom-spearing serpent. The Aesir hurled Jormungand into the deep sea of the universe, where he grew and waxed so great as to be able to encompass the earth and to bite his own tail. Therefore, he is commonly known as the Midgard Serpent, since he holds all of Midgard encircled. And then, of course, there is the Fenris Wolf, Loki's third child. Now we know the story of Fenris Wolf from episode 3 of this season. So if you've not heard it yet, I'd say go back and check it out. So in the end, these are some of the key elements of Norwegian mythology that uh, we should be aware of or know where they come from, what they mean, because it sets us nicely for the final episode or chapter of this season. So don't forget to listen to the very last episode, which you might have guessed it already, but it is the episode on Ragnarok. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mythical Storytelling by Shinjan. If you liked today's story, please subscribe to the podcast to receive automatic notifications for when the next episodes come out. And don't forget to check out all the stories from Season 1. If you haven't done that already, your support means the world to me, so please let me know if you have any thoughts or comments. My Twitter handle is available in the episode description. Finally, please share and pass this pod to your friends and family. Till next time, stay safe and stay inspired. Adios.